You're listening to the Quality of Love Podcast, your home for all things love, relationship, and mental health. Hosted by nationally certified life and relationship coach, Tyrone Dixon. Sit back, relax, and get tips on creating the life you deserve without wasting any more time. Welcome to the Quality of Love Podcast. I'm your host, Tyrone Dixon, nationally certified life and relationship coach, husband, father to two beautiful princesses, and CEO and founder of a Rose to Concrete Consulting. Thank you guys for taking the time out to listen in with us tonight. We really appreciate it. Today, we got an unexpected love nugget coming your way, guys. Um, over the weekend, one of my very good friends and I got the chance to engage in a conversation um, that centered around why we believe marriages don't work in the 21st century. Um, well, some of the things that he brought up was that uh, men don't lead in the manner that he feels that they should lead. And we've gotten into a society in which women rule and, and kind of control everything. And uh, some of my kind of devil's advocacy work, as you guys know, I like to throw devil advocacy out there. Um Included just kind of challenging those traditional ways that we've thought about marriages and traditional ways in which we've operated in terms of our marriages. And I personally don't believe that um, in the 21st century, traditional marriage rules um, that is Western traditional marriage rules um, are work work or are beneficial to a relationship because so much has changed over time and it's certainly not the 50s and 60s uh, where, where a person could make a living off of one individual um, income being brought into their home from the relationship or marriage, right? It's just not realistic. The other thing that I uh, was talking to him about was that just uh, some of the beliefs and, and values that we've been brought up to think like, for example, women are to be staying home, cooking and cleaning and taking care of the children. And men are should be go men should be, excuse me, going out and becoming a breadwinner of the family, so on and so forth. I think that a lot of those type of traditional ways of thinking, they hinder us in our relationships now um, because you definitely need more than one source of income in order to live a sustainable life and ultimately have a sustainable relationship. Right. So. We were kind of going back and forth and having that conversation. And I had this article that I had printed out when I first started my journey into the world of life and relationship coaching. And the article was from the Huff Post. And this was written in 2016. And it, it, the title of the article is The 10 Most Common Reasons People Get Divorced. And the authors are Lisa L. Payne, Kim Oliver, and Deborah Roth. And uh, when I first started relationship coaching, one of the things that I was, I constantly thought was, oh, well, people broke it, break up because of money, different philosophies that center around money and finances. That's the main reason why people break up. And as I started to do more research into divorce and divorce rates and things along those lines, I actually came across this list. And finances is actually number seven on the list. So it really piqued my interest. And I figured since um, that conversation with my buddy sparked me to go back and look through this article or look for this article in my files, I figured I'd share it with you guys. I'd love to get your perspective and kind of what you think, if you agree, if you disagree, um, and any, any feedback in between. Because as you guys know, I love to foster dialogue around these topic of discussions, right? But before we even um, get to the point where we can receive feedback, I wanted to share the list with you guys 
and uh yeah let you kind of ponder it on this good old memorial's day by the way happy memorial day to everyone um, who celebrates memorial day and also happy memorial day to all of our fallen soldiers your your um commitment to our country is, is greatly appreciated and all of your sacrifices do does not go um missed in this household the dixon household that is all right so first thing on the list is marrying for the wrong reasons right so people who marry for money fame fortune status things along those lines tend to have their marriages not last over a long period of time because they have not had a solid foundation of love trust and that unconditional acceptance placed into their marriage the second reason that was most common to reasons why people get divorced is the lack of individual identity within the relationship. And I look at it like codependency. And I've talked about codependency on this podcast um, pretty much um, a few times during the first season, a couple of times during the second season. But feel free to go back and check those episodes out. When we talk about lack of individual identity in a relationship, though, it, it can be detrimental because there's nothing wrong with being in a relationship, right? So having a shared purpose or shared vision, but then you also have to have an individuality element to it to make you feel like you're living life on your terms, right? So if you're codependent and you're constantly thinking about doing things that your partner wants to do, only doing things that they enjoy doing and not that you enjoy doing, you could be setting yourself up. Um, also, codependency can look like jealousy um, and frustration with the fact that your partner is doing things outside of the relationship, right? So doing things with their friends or their family members that don't necessarily include you, right? So number two, lack of individual identity within the relationship. Number three is you become lost in roles. And this one really, really resonated with me, guys, when I first read the article. Um, well, reread the article, I should say, when I pulled it out. Um, because I did get it to a point in time, my wife and I should say, in our relationship where we strictly operated in the roles of parents. And I think it hindered our ability to have dialogue and it hindered our communication for a little bit in our relationship. So when I read the becoming lost in roles, that really resonated with me because I, as you guys know, and I've expressed, I am fully enmeshed in my role as a father. I really, really take pride in it. It's something that I enjoy and I love. But not having the knowledge that my wife is also my wife and has been my wife before we even had children or got married or anything like that. It was something that I had to become more aware of um, because as much as I enjoy being a parent, um, I'm also a husband. And before that, I was a boyfriend and best friend to my wife. Right. So it's very important to me to maintain that type of um, role duality, I guess I would call it, because um, when we get lost in roles, it can have a negative impact on our relationship and ultimately our marriages. Number four, not having a shared vision of success, right? When we talk about shared vision of success, it's having a, an idea of the end game, guys, right? So what does success look like to you? What does success look like to your partner? And how are you going to get there? One of my very favorite things to do um, in relationship workshops when I'm having when I have couples is to do a vision board activity. And what happens is I'll give a couple probably anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes to create a vision board, right? So their ideal lifestyle, their, if they want to take trips, how many children they want, um, 
their the amount of money that might make them feel financially secure. All of these very, very um, intimate things that should be discussed within a relationship. I'll have couples take about 15 to 20 minutes to create a vision board. During the first 10 minutes or so, I'll have couples just not communicate with one another. And then the last 10 minutes, I'll sh- they'll share and bounce ideas off of each other for the vision board. But the ultimate idea in this activity, guys, is for both partners to understand what success looks like for them on an individual level. And then once they get together and have a conversation about it, they can start to talk about what success looks like on the level of their relationship. And they can kind of create the vision together. Right. What happens in a lot of cases, especially when we talk about marriages that have been in place for a long time is once you guys reach a point to or once people reach a point where they think, oh, this is success and their partner doesn't think that that's success, it causes a lot of friction. Right. So having conversations, doing vision boards, having open dialogue around um, what success looks like tends to be beneficial to you guys in the long run because you, you want to have an idea. Right. It's your partner. You want to have an idea of what they think success looks like in the in the 3D form. Number five is intimacy and the relationship disappears. And at this point in time, it's it's not only sexual intimacy, but it's the touching and the feeling, the words of affirmation, all of the little things that strengthen relationships over time, they disappear. And again, if we've have if we've had different dynamics fused into our relationship or into a situation, then that, that typically makes sense. Right. So if you had kids or if your in-laws or family members are more involved in your relationship at times than others, then intimacy can kind of fall by the wayside, right? Plus, let's not kid ourselves. It's human nature to, as you continue to see something or you see something over and over again, you desensitize yourself to it. So um, after seeing your partner over and over again, you may not feel like you should say or have to say you love them or they're attractive to you, which for me, I make it a point to do so on a daily basis because you want to keep things fresh in terms of intimacy, right? Intimacy is not only sexual, right? It's the things that lead up to sex, the romancing, the whining and dining, the foreplay, all of that type of stuff that lets your partner know that you're thinking of them and they're top of your mind. Number six is unmet expectations. For me, when I hear the words unmet expectations, I think of unmet needs, right? So you've expressed to your partner that you have a particular need that needs to be met. Your partner does not meet it. And then once you get to a point where your partner does not meet your needs, you start to feel as though they don't um, have your best interests at heart or they don't have the ability to meet your expectations, which is very, very dangerous in a relationship because then that's when you start to feel like you need to nag your partner or complain to your partner about the fact that they can't meet your needs, right? When it comes to unmet expectations and needs, you have to practice unconditional acceptance. When unconditional acceptance is not working, you need to make a conscious decision. Is this relationship really beneficial to you in the long run? And are you committed to working with your partner to meet your needs? Number seven is finances, right? We talked a little bit about finances earlier, um, which I thought, again, growing up was the number one reason why people get divorced. It has shifted down to number seven. Finances is self-explanatory in a lot of cases, but 
you also want to look at finances is how what do you how do you value finances? How does your partner value finances? Is money important or is money just used as a tool in your relationship? All of these things you want to get very, very specific and blunt about because money comes and goes. But you have to realize that if you use it the right way, it can become a tool to creating a better quality of life. Right. And if your partner and you are on the same page with that, you both understand that you tend to have a successful long term relationship. Number eight or the eight most common reason people get divorced is being out of touch. And the article says literally. So it's not having the, the aspects of the relationship where you're physically touching your partner. Again, you guys know, I think sex is very, very important. But even if you're not getting to the point where you're able to have sex as often as you like, or as often as you may have in the past, don't be afraid to touch each other, right? Touch is the number one, in my personal opinion, again, builder of all relationships, right? When you are physically intimate and you're touching and hugging, cuddling, um, rubbing on one another, giving each other massages, it enhances and, and kind of heightens the intimacy in the relationship. So number eight and number five go hand in hand, in my opinion. Number nine is different priorities and interests. When we talk about different priorities and interests, people grow apart over time. It happens, right? But when you're not communicating about kind of the disconnects that are going on in your relationships, that's where you start to see different priorities and interests grow to become more important than your relationship. And then lastly, the 10th reason why people tend to get divorced or the 10th most common reason why people tend to get divorced is inability to resolve conflict, right? So conflict comes up in some way, shape or form in your relationship and you and your partner struggle with uh, conflict resolution or things that uh, a thing that I've seen that I'm, I would say it's, it was a bit unexpected when I first started relationship coaching is a couple will have an issue or they'll have conflict. They'll skip over the conflict, right? So they'll just completely bypass the conflict in the situation and they'll keep moving forward without discussing it, without getting any resolution to the issue or to the problem. And then it'll come up somewhere down the line in a more negative manner, right? So, for example, I've seen people, man and woman, cheat in the past on their partner, right? So they cheat on their partner and then they expect their partner to get over it. They convince their partner to get over it. And like something happens down the line and their partner explodes on them. And they're like, I don't know where this came from. I don't I don't know why he or she is so upset. And the problem is that they, they, you guys never discussed that cheating piece of things. You never got over the fact that one of the partners broke that seal of trust in the relationship, causing these smaller problems or things that appear to be smaller problems to be bigger ones because it you didn't resolve the original conflict. Right. So um, those are the 10 most common reasons that people get divorced in the 21st century. Again, that came from a Huff Post article written in 2016. Um, and the reason why I'm sharing this with you guys, just to reiterate, is because a buddy of, my, buddy of mine and I had a conversation about it. And I just, I felt like it would be good to put everybody on and kind of expose these things and, and dispel kind of some myths and hopefully save some marriages, right? Now that these things have been brought to your awareness. Remember, guys, you're more than welcome to hit us up at TQLP 
at gmail.com with any questions that you guys have for our relationships, mental health, or insight from a former narcissist, Wednesday evening question and answer sessions. Again, that's TQLP20 at gmail.com. Or feel free to hit us up on our Facebook page, The Quality of Love Podcast. And as always, the quality of love and relationships that you guys have in your life will determine the quality of your life. Peace and love.